Welcome to the Taking Your Time podcast, where we help you with time-saving tips and strategies. We also hope to cultivate a greater appreciation for our most precious resource, and that's time. I'm your host, Jacques. So would you buy and sell people's time if it were available on an open market? People are doing that now on a platform called Human IPO. You can also sell your own time. But before we get into that, I'd like to remind you all that today is Mother's Day. Now, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, it might be too late, and for that, I'm sorry. Now, I want you to think about this. The AARP, uh, in a survey that they conducted, found that 40% of young adults spend less than one day per week with their parents. As you can imagine, an adult grows up over time, this is going to go up and down. Maybe they have young kids, so maybe for a portion of time, they'll, they'll spend a little bit more time. But I think overall, you're going to spend a little less time with your parents because as you grow your own family or as you accumulate other friends and responsibilities, you'll naturally have less time to be able to share. So if you put this into perspective, by the time that you graduate college, you'll most likely have spent the vast majority of all the time that you will ever spend with your parents. You've already spent it. It's gone. So whether you're a younger now or whether you're an adult or perhaps you are a mother, this is a great opportunity to just remind ourselves to take that extra moment, spend that time, value it, because it's finite. There's not an infinite amount of that time. And that reminds me, I better also carve out some time for the wife today. So it's time for today's tip of the day, tip of the week, tip of the podcast, whatever you want to call it. The tip for today is that is to follow the Boy Scout rule. So what is the Boy Scout rule? The Boy Scout rule is you leave a place better than you found it. Or more specifically, when you leave a room, you leave it better than you found it. So what I'm saying is it's a little bit different than the batching methodology that I talked about in a previous episode. So rather than maybe trying to clean the whole house at once, who often gets time to do just that? Now, you may be thinking that sounds really inefficient to stop what I'm doing in a room to try to clean it every single time I'm in a room. But if you think about it, a lot of the time that you spend in your home is just traveling from room to room, moving from here to the kitchen, to the bedroom, to the living room, et cetera, et cetera. So what you want to do is while you're in the room, do what you got to do. But the moment that you're transitioning from one room to another, just take a quick glance. And in that movement from one room to the other, just remove the things in the room that don't belong there or organize the papers a little bit before you get up. And that doesn't really add much time, if at all. And so you end up slipping in a lot of cleaning and maintaining the overall organization and cleanliness of the house without having to have separate time dedicated for that. To give you some more specific examples, what this reminds me of is my wife constantly, not nagging, gently reminding me that I've left cups all over the house. And so I go end up 
running around and hunting for these cups every every day. And what I now do is just make sure that, hey, when I get up, if there's a cup here, I, I take that cup with me. I don't leave it there. Even if I think I'm going to come back, I might not. And so just doing that little thing is really useful and it just makes the day a lot more seamless. We have three little kids and so they are just leaving stuff everywhere. And so it's a huge battle for us to say, okay, stop playing, come and clean this room, then go clean that room. And it is creates a lot of friction. And so sometimes I'll pick up for them. And sometimes when I notice that they're leaving a room, I'll remind them and say, hey, pick that thing up on your way to the kitchen, pick that thing up on the way back to the bedroom. And so we're starting to build that habit with them. Okay, so... Back to buying and selling people's time. This is really interesting. So visualize this for a moment. You go to a website, okay, and and I'm sure many of you have Googled for a ticker symbol for a stock to see what the current price was, right? And so you go to this homepage. So it's much like the homepage of these stock market websites where you see all of the different ticker symbols and you see the current price and whether it's trending upwards and downwards. The only difference is that these ticker symbols now are actually people's names. (laughs) And the price of what's going up and down is actually the price of an hour of their time. And so I just find this... Now, before you get your undies in a knot here, these people are doing this voluntarily. So they've chosen to put their time up and their likeness up on this site. It's called Human IPO. So I think it's an extremely innovative concept. I'm not sure how I feel about doing it myself, but I do find it fascinating that people are ticker symbols, that you can invest in a person. And there's a lot of good things about that. And there's a lot of concerning things about that as well that I'd like to talk about. So why in the world would you buy an hour of someone's time? Like what intrinsic value could that possibly have? The thesis of the site is that you are investing in people today that you believe have a high potential in the future to achieve many more things. So you look at their achievements today, you look at their track record, and much like a stock on the public stock market, you try to forecast whether you believe that person is going to accomplish greater and better things in the future. Now, a share of stock is actually a percentage of a public company's equity or ownership. And so the equivalent thing here is the person's time. That's what we're saying has value. It's saying you own a percentage of their life too in a very indirect way because Obviously, life is time, as we say, life is what you choose to do with your time. And if you've sold your time, then someone else is going to decide what you're doing with that time. Now, they can't make you do anything. It's mainly to have a conversation with that person to be able to pick their brain, get their advice, or maybe it's just clout to say, hey, I can call this really famous person because they sold me their time a long time ago. But either way, The intrinsic value here is the value of talking to that person. To me, 
that seems a little on the edge of, is this an ethical or moral issue? Now, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it's on the edge of maybe we need to consider what that means because we're not valuing an hour of their work. We are literally valuing an hour of a conversation with them. Or to go back to schoolyard days, how cool are they? Okay, here's some data to consider. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, as of 2020, I mean, I tried to pick a category that I thought would equate the best, so I looked at professional services. The average hourly rate for someone working in professional services is $36 an hour. Now, looking through the human IPO site, most rates were much higher than that. You're talking 100, I saw all the way as high as $900 for someone who was obviously a very wealthy investor. And so really interesting to me that it's there was such a delta. These are not normal people. You could almost say that you're already looking at the cream of the crop. It's not intended for someone who is say, just out of school and thinking that they want to sell their time. These are people that have had some moderate success, and in some cases, a lot of success, but we're betting that they'll have even more success in the future to the extent that our that we're buying will appreciate or will want to redeem it. Now, redeeming is basically using it. And so that is one interesting thing about human IPO versus the public markets is that you can't, you can sell a share, you can buy a share, but it's not really destroyed. It's not used or consumed. In this scenario, a share of a person that hour can actually be consumed. You can redeem it. In general, you can think of this in a similar way to investing in public markets and the, and the available inventory of companies that are there. Those publicly traded companies have passed a threshold where they've reached a scale that they've become mature, investable companies. Now, some are still a lot younger and newer than others, but in general, they're of a higher quality and a higher maturity than companies, all the companies that are out there. What this means is the really new companies, the startups that generate what they call 100x returns, meaning you invest $1,000, you get $100,000 back at some point in the future. Those are not available on the publicly traded stock market. They only do so at the very end of that value creation curve, and that's what they call the IPO. That's where they finally list the shares out for the public, quote unquote. And so human IPO is very similar, I feel, in that the types of people that are listed there that have a page are people that have maybe reached a level of their careers or their personal brand where the they're not new anymore. Why this is important is that the people that you are investing in on human IPO are generally not in the first year of their career. And so it is interesting 
that you can't just take a, say, random college student and say, hey, he's getting good grades, he's got a good head on his shoulders. I want to invest now when maybe his time is worth less, but I know he's going places. And so I don't really have that opportunity on human IPO to do that. I think that would be really interesting if uh, they would open that up a little bit more. But I think by design, they are looking at people that are a number of years into their career path, but maybe early enough where there's still some runway left for growth. So if you are interested in selling your time, this is actually how you do it. You go to the site, you create your listing, you have your accomplishments, you create your page, and then you work with human IPO to set what's called a pre-IPO, figure out what your current offering is going to be to the market. Now, that price is the money that you're going to get for your time. You're not really going to get any future earnings as far as I know. So the appreciation as you improve your list of accomplishments, as you get further into your career, as your brand grows, you're not going to get credit for any of that. You're only going to get credit for where you are now. So you set those hours and you have to figure out how many hours am I currently willing to sell. For me personally, uh, I think the max is something like 500 hours. That seems absolutely extreme to, to commit 500 hours to something, especially when I feel like my hours will be worth more in the future. And if I were to sell it today, I don't know that anyone would offer me anything for it. But that's another story. So I think the next thing you do after that is if your IPO is successful and you are able to sell some early shares, then then you go out onto the market and then people can also start selling your shares back to other people. At that same time, I assume at some point people are going to want to redeem their hours. And so you have to be prepared for that as well. I guess what you would do is maybe set aside a few hours throughout your week where you could offer those slots up. But essentially, you are going to get a request for someone who says, hey, I want to use the time that I actually bought. And then you have to speak with that person. So it's, it is something that you will have to make a commitment to. And while you're going to get some income today, you also have to recognize that you're not going to get credit in the future for any growth and investment in yourself. And you also, you will end up having to use those hours as people redeem them. The closest thing that I can share from my personal experience is back in the late 2000s, I consulted for many different companies simultaneously. And so it was interesting to be putting a value on your time. And also sometimes that time was not valued the same depending on different companies as well as my personal supply. I obviously had some clients that demanded more time than others. And so if I got new clients, I would tend to charge a little bit more because I didn't have as much available. So I wanted to make it worth my while. That feels a little bit more, not just realistic, but it seems like it's more transparent. Maybe if, maybe less steps, like you will buy some of my time. I will do this work immediately 
for that amount of time and get compensated for it. And I think the transaction is a bit more clear. It doesn't involve third parties. No one's taking a cut other than your payment processor. The takeaway here is if you are a little bit established, have a few accomplishments under your belt, but need some immediate cash for something that you have to do, and you feel like you have the time, then human IPO might be a good option. Or if maybe you think that you can pick out the winners and invest in people who will bring more value in the future, that may also be a good use case for you. Otherwise, you can maybe just get a part-time job. Something to consider, though, is what does this say about people that we're not valuing just their work? We're literally valuing a conversation with them. I'd like to hear what you think about that. If you have any thoughts about buying and selling time, or if you have any questions about things in your life that you'd like some tips on how to save time, you can text me at my community number at 407-214-4303. That's 407-214-4303. I will personally respond. And if you'd like to get notifications about new episodes, follow or subscribe on the platform that you're listening on. And remember, life is how you choose to spend your time. Use it wisely.